Was I supposed to say that at the same time as you? Try it again. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll do it again. Okay, okay. One, two, three. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to the. (laughs) Sorry. No, eventually we'll do. We'll be so connected that we will. will... We'll be really connected. So (laughs) we'll try again. One, two, three. Welcome Welcome to the joy. (laughs) Welcome to episode one of Joy Agenda. I am Jay Lafferty, and this is Amelia Baylor. Yay! And this is our very first episode, episode one um, of Joy Agenda, uh, a podcast which is the antidote to the bin fire of life that we are currently enduring. We hope that yeah. it'll, it's the antidote, not that the bin fire of life <laughs> continues. Yeah, just uh, ways to escape um, reality, I guess. Um, in the past, that would have been MDMA for me. But you know, <laughs> now we have categories of things that we have to feel good. Yeah, we are recording uh, at the Monkey Barrel Comedy Club and we have the fabulous Yuen doing our tech. Hi, Yuen. Um, and so, yeah, this is episode one. We've got a, a rough idea of what we want to do, but mm-hmm. we will see how um, that goes as we go across this hour of chat. Um, but the first thing we want to do with episode one, so kind of going forwards, we're going to have guests, but for episode one, we thought it'd be good to introduce ourselves, why we're doing this. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm nervous about this first pod. Why are you nervous? You're Jay Lafferty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I look up to you. I'm like, Jay never gets nervous before gigs, never gets nervous in anything. I don't really get nervous before gigs, before comedy gigs anymore, because I feel a bit dead behind my eyes <laughs> when it comes to comedy gigs. Probably should admit that in a podcast. <laughs> I, it's so funny because when uh, open spots, when comedy open spots, who, mm-hmm. who really have the love and the joy for performing on stage still, mm-hmm. you know, it's all they think about and it's what consumes mm-hmm. them. And I've been doing this nearly 20 years now. So I love it. But it does not completely consume my every waking thought as it did when I was in open spot. And quite often they'll be like, oh, do you not get nervous? And I just look at them and I feel like I should have some wise words to say. But actually I just go, no. You say no and you walk away. These people, they're looking up to you. They're waiting for you to give them some wise words. And you're like, I'm going outside. Goodbye. (laughs) No, actually, I remember, you will not remember this. This was years ago. This was one of my first gigs and you were like headlining the gig and I was so scared of you. I... (laughs) Why would you be scared of me? I don't know. I was scared of everyone that was like, you know, when you first start out, all the headliners are like, oh my God, they're watching me. They're judging me. They're not watching you. They're they're not even in the room, mate. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, Jay Lafferty is going to see if if I'm good. But then you booked me for Bonafide a few years later and I was like, I've made it. I finally made it, you know. I was good. But they do, I think this is like, this is maybe a little, uh, you know, 
bit of background information for uh, open spots when they're when they do look at it and they're like oh my god they're gonna be pure judgment we're uh-huh. not we're not gonna be we're just gonna be like yay <laughs> well done finally <laughs> you give them the, the advice they've asked for yeah. they just have to listen to your podcast listen to my podcast where i'm like <laughs> i'm uninterested in your in what you're doing <laughs> can you understand why i was scared of you now just from like, this conversation like I don't like, but do you know you're not the first person to say that to me? Like, and not even just in this walk of life, not even just as a stand up, but also like just as like in other jobs that I've had, other people have said to me, Oh God, I was so scared of you. I remember Gareth Much as well, who's another stand up comedian. Uh, big shout out to two G's in a pod. Um, Love that pod. Yeah. The, Gareth Much said to me that he was scared of me when he first met me. And I'm like, I'm like the least. I'm not a mean person. No. I'm like, um, although I have been mean. I have been mean. <laughs> I have been mean. I, have been, I don't want to like make out as if I'm some sort of like <laughs> saint because um, I'm not. But um, do you know what though? You have this energy, and I remember like we were hanging out, and I was just talking about like relationship stuff, and you were just like, just giving me all these like wise words. Like you just have something. I think it's called self-esteem. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Wow, when I hang out with people with self-esteem, I'm not, like, it It does shine through. So maybe that's what it is. It's like a sort of inner confidence. But, you know, that can be misread as... Yeah, as arrogance. As, <laughs> there's a fine line. Yeah. There's a fine line, but you're definitely... Do you know what, though? I think it's probably line. just age. I think I just... Mm-hmm. I, I think the older that I... Because I'm old, right? You're not so old. I am old. But old. I'm a lot older than most people. <laughs> Not in the world, but in the comedy circuit. Um, I, th- I feel like I used to really worry about what people thought about me. And I used mm. to really obsess over like whether people had texts back or what mm-hmm. and what an email meant, you know. And and I think the older I get, the more I th- that just goes over my head. Like even mm. if somebody was trying to say something <laughs> to me now, I probably wouldn't realise. I'd just be like, oh, all right, okay, they're probably just busy. <laughs> we, it's good that we're doing this pod together because I am the complete opposite. And it's funny because I think we just have such different different like energies and sometimes yeah like sometimes like the yeah like <laughs> brains but like uh, yeah if someone's text me about i'm immediately spiraling i'm like what have i done and it's like they're literally busy they're, yeah. they're asleep it's I, one in the morning but i'm like they and died. i am like they dreadful died. i'm dreadful for the not texting back straight mm-hmm. away but i also realize that i do things my life is so hectic mm-hmm. between kind of work in production and then mm-hmm. being a mom and you know just all the life stuff that I'll be like really deep in a conversation with somebody and being backwards and forwards backwards and forwards and then something will happen and I'll not reply for three days <laughs> and then I'll go back and look at the last thing that I, they, they were mm-hmm. talking to me about and I'm like oh my god I have to text and say things like sorry that I, I stopped talking halfway through the conversation about your mental health and attachment issues <laughs> sounds like a text from me to be fair <laughs> if it's mental health and attachment issues that is literally my entire instagram discover but i was page. busy <laughs> like, yeah but yeah we both so we both wanted to talk so you said before you know this pod is about like finding joy basically like but we both did shows this year where we kind of unexpectedly found a lot of joy 
whilst like making the shows almost yeah so to give context to people who don't live in the world of stand-up comedy Mm -hmm. um the edinburgh fringe is like the be all and end all of your calendar year so we don't go january to january we go august to august so you're either just in the fringe just out the fringe or in the midst of the fringe that's your year um and then this year i think um, and the run up to the Edinburgh Fringe, both of us had really strong ideas for our fringe shows. <laughs> and yeah, they and it, it was they were both very joyful fringe shows. Like, let's chat about yours first. So your show was called I Work in Customer Service, but I'm actually a pop star. Yes. And I think every show that I've done has addressed like c- kind of a level of there being some mental health stuff um this one was kind of about navigating a job that was kind of making me a bit crazy fun fact though in the show i'm like i left my job and recently i've been applying for customer service jobs again right so what my show next year is going to be i still work in customer service but i'm still a pop star like that's gonna be my next show but we move um i remember when i first started making the show I wanted to do it about getting singing lessons, right? Yeah. And I thought the whole show was going to be that I was just going to like do these like bangers and like find this beautiful singing voice. And then I saw you were doing like um, Bahuki and like your concept for your show. And I was like, well, you're going to be learning pole. Like you're going to be learning. And I'm going to be, we're going to be going alongside each other, learning these new skills. But I kind of bailed on my concept after like two months. I swear, because I literally... <laughs> I just was like, this is cringe. Like as soon as I started doing like proper singing in comedy clubs, I was like, this is unbelievably cringe. But um, it did bring joy and that was part of my show. And then there was other parts of my show about doing stuff like five rhythms, dancing and um, picking up the guitar and like doing songwriting again and picking up things from, from teenagers and stuff. So there were kind of under sort of lying narrative of the show was like the journey that you go on uh, as you try and like find joy. But um, yeah, five, have you ever done five rhythms by the way? I have not done five rhythms. I don't think we need to do this. Okay, should we, we have a chat about that in a sec? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was my show. And your show, you learned pole. Yours was iconic. Oh, thank you. My, I, I So my show was called Bahuki, which is a Scottish word for bomb. And... Yeah, I decided at the age of 40 to learn how to pole dance, having never done any physical activity whatsoever in my life previously. <laughs> and before I'd even like put a hand on a pole, I'd signed up to the fringe and written the blurb. Obsessed. So I was completely in, like it had already gone. <laughs> I had my room. I'd had a huge meeting with Karen and Katie Corrin um, about the concept for the show. But funnily enough, like you're saying, you <laughs> thought your whole show was going to be about singing. Mm-hmm. There's this pole dancing move that I had seen on Instagram. And I think I'd known it as the Pepsi Max, right? But I think you can, <laughs> I think it's got various different names. But basically, um, what it is, uh, is that the pole dancer kind of goes to the top of the pole and there's like somersaults, there's spins. And then they kind of do a backflip off the pole. And it's called the Pepsi Max because the Pepsi Max has all those (gasps) loops. The Pepsi Max roller coaster in um, Blackpool, right? It has all these loops. So that's why it was called that. And when I went to pitch my show um, to the Guild of Balloon, I said that that's how I was going to (laughs) finish. 
Wow. My whole, my, that's how confident I was that pole dancing was going to be really a simple thing that I would pick up in eight months. That I said that, oh, this is, and they mm-hmm. were like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And, th- and they completely believed me. I sold it so hard. And then I, f- I first started my pole dancing lessons in January and within <laughs> an hour of my very first pole dancing um, class, I was like, oh my God, this is insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be going upside down in eight months. And then I just had to basically then build the show from my overestimation of my abilities with where I had absolutely no evidence that I would be able to um, do this. But, but the you, whole show was built on that sort of joyful experience of learning a new skill. But you did end the show with this grand finale and you did Paul and, you know, you succeeded. It wasn't the Pepsi Max, it maybe it was the, the Diet Max. Coke. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> it was great. I am the Diet Coke of yeah. Paul <laughs> And it's it's amazing that you, you set like that personal goal. Do you ever have that level of confidence though are you just generally like that like you sign up and you say like you'll say I'm doing this show and I'm signing the contract before have you done that before I kind of yeah I mean I would say it's my toxic trait it is my toxic trait is that I completely overestimate my ability in life like I have this whole thing no evidence for this whatsoever and it really worries my husband right so um whenever the the concept of like being attacked or or being mugged or anything you mm-hmm. know like uh, you know if we watch in something and somebody gets mugged in mm-hmm. this in the movie or like we're watching john wick and he's got to like take out 70 ninjas in mm-hmm. one go i'm always like i could do that like i could i could totally do that and he's like no, no you couldn't and i'm like I, like if i was mugged that person would they would end up regretting it they would mm-hmm. run away i have no foundation for thinking that i have superhero strength which i absolutely do i also think i could probably lift a car if the situation yeah. requ- required it. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> laughing Fair like, enough. do you not think i could lift a car if the situation required it depends what the situation is well exactly yeah like i i do i feel I'm like i'm just like looking into the camera like this is insane <laughs> but you have all the necessary requirements for being a comedian do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you need to sort of think like that. An overinflated sense of yeah, self-importance. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. But that's, yeah, so I probably do have that. But on the kind of... <laughs> just like you said, you're like, yeah, I probably do have that. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> on the... Why, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing too much of slagging you off for being confident today. I think that's I'm all like, right. This is my, I'm like saying, oh, you're so confident. <laughs> like, but yeah, like it is... Uh, yeah, it is pretty well, good is to have that joy as a agenda. Com- so yeah. I, I think my joyful agenda is have a ridiculous overconfidence in, but it's not, you know, I don't feel like overconfident in, you know, that I, I'll be able to pay my mortgage every month. So I don't have an overconfidence right. in that. I have mm-hmm. an overconfidence in on things like having superhero strength and being able to lift cars, but you know, not dealing with everyday life not admin not admin <laughs> not admin. Not the big shop the big oh, shop really terrifies me i'm not even see my fridge at the moment there is fuck all i haven't done a big shop oh my god this is for another time but yeah <laughs> you just made me realize like, i've just i've just uh brought you down from this sorry this is not that's that's not that i wasn't going to talk about today maybe another episode when uh when you talk about fridge contents fridge contents but Um, i think what i was gonna say about um the show and the joyful aspect of it was that i felt joyful 
putting the show together I had a lot of fun I really enjoyed it I enjoyed the process and sometimes writing an hour is not an enjoyable process but I found this really really fun and then what I was finding when I was doing the work in progress was that the audience reactions were so positive and yeah. like a lot of my other fringe shows um were about difficult situations you know so I did a, a trio of friend shows about my IVF journey um and obviously they were funny and they had moments of levity in them but they were quite difficult um I've done a, a friend show about being sexually assaulted I've done you know friend shows where I talked about so the last friend show that I did before this was during 2021 which was the reduced fringe um, and I talked about the pandemic quite a lot, you know, and it was just mm -hmm. about coming back. It was called Blether and it was about coming back out and people learning how to be together again. So they all had like these quite serious things. And I've never just done a friend show that was just fun. Mm -hmm. And what I felt from the audience and particularly this year, because I don't know if you weren't at the Edinburgh Fringe, the theme was trauma. <laughs> Everybody yeah. had a friend show that was like, you know, they were tackling really big subjects. And mine was just this silly fun nonsense um and the audience just got so into it uh and I would finish I don't want to say what I did because I'm I'm going on tour guys um the Diet Coke I told you that was the big finish yeah the That's big finish I had a big finish finale but I did something with the audience at the very mm -hmm. end of the show and I was really worried and my producer was like I don't think this is going to work when I suggested what it was I did and every single day without fail the audience a hundred percent committed mm -hmm. to the final act they loved it there was people like coming out from the show just high-fiving and just being Aww. like that was brilliant so much fun just so silly and just coming out with these like big smiley faces yeah. and that made me think I just want to do more of spread and joy and then your show which I didn't get to see your show because we clashed it was iconic it I mean, was iconic <laughs> you know, I saw I saw lots of preview bits and bobs of it and so I, I was like your show was really joyful how were your audiences reacting yeah do you know what was interesting there was a couple of things I wanted to talk about actually before that was you, people said to me, I'm loving seeing Jay's vibe, this friend. They're saying they're bumping into you and you're in such a good mood. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, I don't know what that says about you the rest of yeah. the time again, but they were... <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's, she's being nice. No, but they were like, you just seem dead happy. And I just think that's lovely as well after you have done the sort of shows that have been more difficult subject matter. And I think you and me both are like in in like show form like very autobiographical and that's just the nature of like our work so I think it's cool that yeah you've gone into yeah just you know feeling joy during the show and then during the process and then during the fringe like that is quite rare to, it is <laughs> to, to be able to get through the whole um, fringe without crying is yeah. a joyful experience um so that's kind of what led mm -hmm. us to this yeah and um, the joy joy agenda mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm like struggling with headphones and like big glasses. Here we go, got it sorted. You do look smashing. Um, oh, actually, I wanted to say that like um, I do songs that are like maybe sometimes the subject matter is a little bit grim, but I think it's funny when <laughs> the songs are delivered like rave bangers. So like people are like having fun, but sometimes the, the subject matter is like, oh, I just got broken up with or whatever. And like, you know, so that was the audience reaction is fun, but sometimes it is like, 
hashtag tragic, you know, so that's kind of my angle on joy is like, tragic. I want this year, I, I want to do an album about a breakup, not an album, but like a show about a breakup, but like, yeah, make the songs like sound like it's like a happy song. So I'm trying to write one. It's like, I'm making a carbonara for my boyfriend that's cheating on me. <laughs> you know, like, that's the aim. I don't know if you're gonna be like the opposite <laughs> to Adele. Yeah, do you know what I mean. It, like she it. looks like really happy, and then she sings mm-hmm. these like really depressing, you know, songs about heartbreak. But mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna make your depression fun. Yes, <laughs> joyful. But I, it's it's funny, isn't it? It's funny how it's trying to talk about stuff that maybe is slightly more personal it's hard is you're always trying to find an angle on it you know to, yeah. to make sure that and actually i would love to i actually wanted my show last year to not be as like joyful <laughs> like i wanted it to be more personal but i'm like no this year i want it to be like you know on instagram you have like your main instagram then you have like your close friends instagram and i always post really unhinged shit on my close friends instagram i want it to be like a close friends instagram this year i want it to be like i'm now realizing you, i'm not on amelia's close friends instagram you just never <laughs> <laughs> ever since that time i met you at that gig like four yeah. years ago where you were scared of me you're like she's not getting into the gr- i'm not gonna see any green circles <laughs> now i'm like freaking out i think you are though you actually are i just thought that was your normal one (laughs) i just i was like amelia's really sharing a lot of stuff to the world here on our instagram i i honestly just like shit myself that was like wait what the fuck oh we'll have to check it out we won't we won't do it live break (laughs) no you you definitely are but anyway it's like she's not of like Anyway. But we've, we've decided what we're going to do with the pod. So we're, we're inviting people on. We've got some amazing guests coming up. So we're going to be speaking to Madeleine Robertson, um, Liam Withnail from the amazing uh, podcast Enjoy an Album. Yes. Um, and, and of course, all his other work. Uh, <laughs> makes him sound like he's a model and his other work. <laughs> <laughs> his other campaigns. His other campaigns. <laughs> uh, he's big on Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> um and Sarah Keyworth, they are gonna come Ooh. on and chat to us as well. So we're gonna have guests on and we're gonna mine them for joyful content, right? So we're gonna ask them what makes them happy, what do they do to make themselves joyful, which leads us to one of our sections that we're hopefully gonna have in the show every um every episode. And um that is <laughs> Amelia's um if you are watching on the YouTube um then you will see a banging picture of Amelia with her guns out yeah uh, look at your look at your like ripped for, is that a bicep I've no idea about know. muscle groups for context this was actually from a gig and um I was working out a lot of the time yeah but yeah it was a gig I used to, I do a music project called Gym Crush which sounds quite cringe now at the time I thought it was great but yeah that's I like that name. Wearing little gym, gym shorts and a vest. But yeah, I guess weight like weightlifting is a sober high. I think yeah. we're gonna do this at some point. I'm gonna teach Jay how to lift weights exactly. in coming. That's the one I'm most looking forward to because that's in my comfort zone. So we should probably <laughs> explain what this is. Oh yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> uh, so one of the first section we're gonna have is um Amelia's sober highs, and Amelia has done um a little theme tune. Let's hear I'm, I've forgotten. Do you know what happens? I produce jingles and I forget how I I forget what they sound like and I listen to them and I think, oh God. Do you think think Ed Sheeran does that? No, (laughs) what you 
that's supposed to do is you're supposed to produce it listen to it in different contexts, take a break, take a week break, listen to it again. But I forgot to do that. So this is again, this is me listening to it for the first time since sending it off. I'm actually, this is going to cringe me out. Here we go. We're going to listen to oh, the God, theme tune for Amelia This Silver is High. so cringe. say before you say anything you say it's too long this is you need to get into people's heads okay yeah that's why i'm repeating it so people will walk around after listening to the podcast going amelia's so behind i think you're right i just panic about length of time i'm like that on stage as well like i will <laughs> i'll say excuses. i'll say a joke and then i'll be like right that's enough of a pause and then i get all the time my feedback is oh you're going too fast i think it's just the scots and do you still get feet who's giving you feedback and like other comedians producers of shows my husband right okay because <laughs> yeah, i was like who's giving jay lafferty feedback i was waiting for that I was like, all, who's, too, all the open scared. spots are too scared <laughs> imagine imagine Ima- i was just imagining someone trying to give you feedback <laughs> but yeah it's your husband fair. Yeah, i mean enough. fair kind of and <laughs> <laughs> Who's a, who's a comedy writer? So yeah, so it's good. It's not just like it's not a misog- <laughs> it's not a misogynist thing. Just so everybody knows, it is he is a comedy writer. He is in the business. In the biz. He's in the biz. Oh, you missed the chance of saying in the biz first time oh. round. I love when people say in the biz. He's in the biz. Yeah, I, yeah. That means the cringe. camera. <laughs> is it that one? I don't know. Um, so Amelia Silverhighs. Now, first of all, probably need to uh, address why is it Amelia Silverhighs? Because I'm sober. And, and you still get to drink glasses of wine. I do. I envy you. But um, yeah, I'm five years off uh, drinking drugs. One day at a time. Hashtag ODA, as people say. Um, and yeah, the one thing when I got sober, I was like, will I ever be able to escape my mind ever again? Yes. I mean, that's sort of the main yeah. fear, really. Oh. So I'm always trying as much as possible to have moments where I feel like a little buzz. Sometimes, you know, that can be an unhealthy thing, like going for emotionally unavailable people, trying to get them to fall in love with me. (laughs) If they text me, I'm like, oh, there's a little buzz, you know? Like I'm out all night waiting for someone to text me. They text me saying, come to mine, it's three in the morning. I'm like, whoa, this is a buzz, but it feels like bad speed you know but what we're trying to get into is something that we're not going to go out with people no, at three we're... o'clock in the morning i mean oh well maybe <laughs> well, not me but maybe i don't know we'll uh... see what happens but um this is sort of more about like trying to find a little buzz in activities the word activity yeah. does make me cringe though like organized fun organized fun but the idea is that like <laughs> when we interview people um and we're going to find out what they they could set us challenges like so they could be like okay what I want you girls to do is you know like some of the things we'll pull back the curtain because obviously we've done a few records already and mm-hmm. um so a few things coming up are things like we've, we're going to try wild swimming yeah we are gonna um run 5k mm-hmm. um somebody had suggested that we did some goat yoga yeah made famous by amy matthews, amy matthews. stand up bit which yeah. what like 
that is just iconic. I feel like that's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know when you have like people's bits and like that's iconic. It's a good bit. So yeah, those are the, some of the suggestions mm-hmm. that we've had, but also we'll be asking um, the audience to email us suggestions of things that they think that they would like us to do. Um, and we're, yeah, so those will be Amelia's sober highs. Uh, yeah. And like, so tell me about the five rhythm dancing. Oh, Cause that's yeah. maybe something that we could do for a sober high. sorry I was just imagining doing that in front of you do you know that way like you just don't want to know anybody in that situation do you know know what what I mean I don't know what it is tell me what it is first (laughs) there's just something about trying in front of people you know or even do you know what I mean I was in a group interview the other day there were people trying and I was just like it is cringe it's like doing you know that exercise in the gym a burpee do you know that it's insane you kind of do this and you jump Doing that by yourself in a gym is cringe. There's just certain things. Anyway, five rhythms. It's not any of those things. <laughs> it's okay. For a bit of con, the reason I did it was I went through a breakup. It will come up occasionally, you know. And I was just at this point where I was like, I will literally do anything because I just felt mental. I just felt like every day I was just thinking about it all the time. It's like, why am I thinking about this? You know? So I was like, trying everything I could. I was trying therapy. I was going to like 12 step meetings and like seeing friends, all this stuff. But my, my mom, <laughs> she's really into like, kind of all this, it's woo woo. Is that what people say when they mean like, you know, like this sort of fire walking and shamanic. Oh, yeah. ju- okay. So yeah, I know what you mean. Kind of like kind of, uh, yeah. like she used to take a like lot of happy drugs. Vibes. Now she just goes on spiritual retreats. Do you yeah. kind of see the, yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family case. Like a burnt out hippie vibe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> she, she loves this stuff. Again, yeah, we're very similar people, but like different ages, I guess. So my mom- <laughs> I get to point out that you were a different age from your mother. <laughs> it's a little bit of an age gap for me yeah. and my mom, but like, so five rhythms. I try and do a bit about this. So like, I've tried to talk about it on stage and in my show, basically you go to a brightly lit like hall on like a Saturday afternoon and you dance with like a group of strangers to like techno music to try and heal your anxiety and depression. Um, I have a four-year-old and we just, we do that anyway because <laughs> we get invited to other four-year-olds birthdays. That See that, yeah, that sounds like it, yeah, that I'm. I'm trying to think. There are definitely loads of other <laughs> contexts where you can do this, and you don't have to pay any money yeah. and be as embarrassed. But when I did it, I was like, "This is the most anxious and depressed I've ever been in my fucking life." You know, yeah. with these people. Um, but when I got there, it was I. I kind of it, for me, it was like muscle memory because it, it weirdly. There was a woman that like took the class and she had like her jumper on and it had like a wolf on it of course. to be expected. Yeah. And she had like a DJ set up that I would use because I DJ in bars sometimes. She had like a similar little DJ set up and she was like on the mic. And my experience of, because I'm big into like rave culture, I was just immediately contextualizing it. Like we're at a rave, you yeah. know, I was like, we're at a rave. 
or I'm at someone's flat and it's like Sunday morning and it's like 11 a.m. and I'm do I'm putting on tunes on YouTube and I'm completely melted and dancing. So I was like, just recapture that headspace right now, except it's 2 p.m. on a Saturday in and Glasgow I'm sober. and I'm 100% sober. But yeah, she was on the mic and like normally with like, you know, MCs and stuff in like rave culture, they'll be doing like all the kind of mad MC stuff. Like in Glasgow, there's some recordings of guys going like, old MacDonald had an E, E, I, E, I, E, right? <laughs> that is my, that what is I'm so used Glasgow. to. That is so Glasgow. I'm obsessed. Like, we're yeah. taking nursery rhymes and drug references. This is an iconic uh, rhyme. So like MCs always have their own like rhymes. Um, but she was just going like, acceptance. <laughs> so it was, but the, the, the cringe part, okay, is she teach, she like taught us each level. So like they have different names. I think one of them's called like chaotic or something. I probably got it wrong, but our like one's called like smooth. This is not the right words. And she would teach different dance moves for each one. So you start kind of chill and then it gets more and more intense. And the music gets more intense, but they even make you do stuff like, oh, this really cringed me out. It's like, like, can you go and find someone to make eye contact with someone and collaborate with them and dance with them? And no, I would rather actually yeah. poke my own eyes no, out than to make eye contact. It's funny because <laughs> you think as a performer, you would be like thrive in that environment because it's like you're put in awkward, intense situations. Like it is, it would be awkward for quite a lot of people to go up on stage and like perform in front of people and try and make them laugh. But in that situation, the idea of like overperforming or like overdoing it or trying cringes me out but in the moment i just i honestly just recaptured me when i was in my raving days and but it, my mum was there and I, I knew that she really wanted me to like get into it and enjoy it but when i did i could see i could see her going mm -hmm, yeah there Mama you go yeah like, and she always is trying to get me to do things you know like she's like you should try this you should read this book you should you know it's called having no boundaries. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like when, when I did it, she was looking over like, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we should that. try that. I All think right, it would be- five rhythm dancing. I don't know if we could record it though. Unless we said to everyone, um, we're actually doing like a podcast. Oh God, I'm trying to imagine it, but yeah. Could, yeah. Well, we could, we'll figure a way around that. So that's, that's Amelia's sober highs. <laughs> that was a very long-winded explanation of sober highs. All, all I basically said was I recapture when I used to be intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> that is essentially what you said. But that's, we're going to try and find joyful ways of, of getting Amelia high without drink or drugs. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, the concept. Hopefully your sponsor is not going to call it like, um, Jay, this is Fingers very... Fingers crossed she doesn't listen to yeah, this podcast. This is very dangerous territory for Amelia. I'm like, oh, well, we're doing in a podcast. So there it's we a pod. It's art. You know. So we got that. And then also um, we're going to have um, every week because, you know, we don't just want the podcast to be like, oh, everything is so joyful and life is so easy and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So we've also got my section. Love that this. Pick. Do you like this pick of me? I love look, that pick. I like region. Your picks are always so great. Well, that's Trudy Steed. They're She's incredible an amazing. picks. Trudy All Steed. of your picks. Um, did that and a uh, big shout out to Socks McRooney who made that is like my costume from Bahuki. Wow. Um, and she she didn't make the pink sexy bra. I don't really know why there's so much boob in this picture, but there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of boob. Um, and we have a little jingle to go I with this, this one. one so this section is. Jay's Joy Killer. Jay's Joy Killer. 
Jay's Joy Killers. So every week we're going to talk about something that has killed our joy. Uh, do you want to kick us off? We'll, we'll do it. We're going to do this one. So okay. what has killed your joy? What's Jay's Joy Killer um, for Amelia? Um, basically, mine is sort of like when you're at the gym and somebody is using a machine that you want to use, but they haven't finished and you go, hi. How many sets do you have? And they go like, just two sets. And I'll go, thank you. And then you just have to stand there. But like, you don't want anyone else to steal your place in the queue. So you have to stand sort of near them, but not too weirdly near them. You kind of have to keep looking at them to see if they're nearly done. But you don't want to look at them. You don't want to look at somebody working out. That's cringe. So yeah, it's this thing where like time stands still. And I've experienced this in another situation and that is um, when I was saying earlier when people do like shots and I'm like there and I don't have like a shot and I'm just like time stands still. And I'm just like, like recently I did that. I actually like had a Diet Coke and people uh -huh. were doing shots and I did a cheers with Diet Coke. That's quite sad. It was, <laughs> it was a real tragic but Also, moment. There's also a big disparity there because they've got like tiny little it shot was, glasses and then honestly, you're going in with a big I wish I could have said at the time, I'm aware that that was really quite embarrassing, but I just tried to like, just like not think about it. But yeah, I think, you know what the key is in these situations? Just go on your phone. Yeah. Go on your phone. It's like in Peep Show. I always think there's one quote from Peep Show when he goes, you're never alone with a phone. <laughs> that always comes into my head, but... Yeah, that's, um, is it a joy killer? Yeah, that's my joy killer. What's yours? I'm sure yours is better than mine. I, I don't know whether it is. My joy killer this week um, is, so we're getting ready to do the pods and uh, my laptop was broken during the fringe. So I'm using an old laptop at the moment. And I suddenly realized um, that I I was like, oh, I don't have the connectors Mm -hmm. to connect this up for when I get to Monkey Barrel. Um, and this gave great joy to my husband because we have this, the, my joy color is the, the bag of cables. <laughs> so we have in our house a bag of random cables, um, including one, I'm sure, for a Nokia 6210. Was that the very first Nokia? What was it? Yeah, 6210. Something 10. Yeah, I think it's... The six. one that like had all the cute covers, like yes. the Union Jack cover, which like 10 years ago, it would have been so cute. But now I live in Glasgow and Brexit. It's like, yeah, it no, doesn't give that. good vibes. And like 10 years ago, it'd be like, oh, 90s nostalgia, Spice Girls. Now it's like Brexit. And yeah, it's never been 90s Rain nostalgia, Spice Girls in Scotland. It's always been, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you support Rangers. <laughs> yeah, it's always been, oh, you support Rangers or, or like, oh, our overlords. <laughs> <laughs> I just because I come from England I'm like oh, I must have only just realised that a little bit too late I was walking around in like matching Union Jack outfits for years but I've only just realised since moving you need to like upgrade <laughs> to the saltire yeah I but will yeah do. so we have this like bag of cables and it's been a huge bugbear because every time we've moved house um and we saw so my husband and I since we've been together have moved three times and now hopefully this is, we've moved into a house now that is their final home or forever, what's the people go? It's a forever home. It's their forever home because I can't afford to move again. Um, so we have this, this bag of cables that has got larger and larger and larger. And my husband absolutely point blank refuses to chuck it out or to mm -hmm. even go through it and take out things. I mean, we have cables 
in that bag for th- for for computers and other electronic equipment which is now obsolete you know like there's actual cables in that bag where the electronic equipment is in the museum of scotland (laughs) (laughs) and that's not even a joke my little boy is obsessed with the museum of scotland and we go there all the time (laughs) and i took him one day we went up to the third section shout out to the third floor of uh, the scottish museum and it's the technology floor and they have they have an actual like display which has things that I still use in the house. Like, they, like it's got a video recorder. And I'm like, I've still got a video recorder at my mum and dad's. I've still got a telly that has got a video like input wow. into it. It was like a telly. I got it for my 13th birthday. Uh, hashtag spoil bitch. Um, <laughs> Spoiled bitch, that's the best hashtag. I got this for my 13th birthday. I got a television video combo and it's still still in my childhood bedroom. I still have all the videos. Um, And so, and they now have like video players in a box in the museum, which makes me feel 110 years old. And so that's like my joy killer. But the Mm -hmm. joy killer today was that I was like, oh, I don't have the connectors for that laptop that I'm using. Yeah. And he went <laughs> and pulled out his ginormous bag of cables and um, actually brought out two cables, which one of them is now connecting the computer. Yeah. So, so that was my joy killer because now he has got at least another 10 years of um, that the bag <laughs> remaining in our home. Are you a hoarder or are you good at like getting rid of stuff? This sounds like this podcast is like, it's a different vibe when I ask that. I'm like, are you a hoarder? Um, I am. So I'm a hoarder for things like um, clothes. Mm-hmm. So I still have an iconic Adidas <gasps> uh, tracksuit, um, which is dark blue with bright lime green um, stripes that I've had since I was 14 years old. And I've kept it really nice. In fact, I don't want a couple of weeks ago and Amy Matthews, second shout out in the pod today, <laughs> um, was like oh, chatting to me about it. I'm like, I've had it since I was 14. She was like, why is it still so shiny? I was like, I know. So you, is it a full tracksuit? It's just a top. Wow. Because I was thinking like, if you like fat, had like had kept a full tracksuit that long, that would have been amazing. No, it's but just yeah, a top. Iconic Adidas tracksuit Adidas top. Adidas tracksuit top. And it's way yeah. too big because everything was baggy in the 90s. So it's like, I don't even know what size it is, but it's it's like pretty. Oh my God. I, like, it's, yeah, I'll wear it. I'll wear it next week. I think that was like a good look on stage, you know, like the Adidas tracksuit. It's just timeless, timeless. for anyone to wear. I, I love it. I actually don't think I've ever worn it on stage. Have you I not? I normally take it off, but maybe I will wear it. I think that'll look cool. I'm just thinking about time. So mm-hmm. we're going to finish up. Um, so every week we are also going to finish up with our joyful thing of the week. Um, it's like an internet thing, isn't it? So it can be, it doesn't need to be an internet thing. But yeah. if you're watching on the YouTube channels, then you will see um this is mine so my joyful thing that i've seen um i've seen this on the internet but i actually have seen this in life, real life so this is called yarn bombing um, and for the audio listeners what we're looking at is um the bull that is based in wall street um covered like knitted basically it's, it's got like a knitted coat over the top of it and it's called the art of crochet and knit graffiti so yarn bombers basically mm-hmm. in the middle of the night go around covering <laughs> things and out in the street 
um, and making them pretty and colourful. Like this one here. Um, these are from my hometown of, of Greenock. Um, where, so what we've got is a letterbox with little Santas on top of it. And then like, a, I don't even know what you call them. What do you call them? A traffic post? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I think with like somebody has knitted uh, teacups and teapots mm -hmm. and yeah so it's like fully knitted things and they just leave them to like brighten up random normal objects that are usually very dull looking so that is yarn bombing do and you I, do stuff are you like an arts and crafts kind of gal Again, this will go back to like my ability to think that I can do things. I bought myself, <laughs> I bought myself knitting needles while I was pregnant um, with the idea that I would knit a cardigan having never knitted a, a knot. I don't even know the terminology. Knitted a knot? What do you call it? Knitted a pearled? Pearl, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not giving arts and crafts energy, that's no, for sure. Uh, well, I thought you may have knitted at some point. That's quite a sober thing. I don't thing. have, I'm not that kind of sober. There's different... <laughs> I There's I different categories, okay? I'm Sorry. still fun. I go to clubs, okay? I drink Red Bull. I fuck emotionally available people. I'm that kind of sober, okay? I've never ever had a Red Bull because I once drank three um, coffees. Oh, you told me that. I told you the story. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I drank three double espressos, having never had coffee in my life, and had a panic attack, which lasted three weeks. <laughs> so, it's just insane. So That's just the most insane thing I've ever heard. I was trying to impress a man at the time. It was quite a long time ago. And I it's nice to 20. know that you've used to be more like me in that way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> You're not tragic. You're not at all tragic. No. Do you know what as well? Like, I just think you're totally, you just don't, I think, yeah, we'll get into the self-esteem. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk we'll about get, this we'll right now. This is not the time. <laughs> I was joking. I'm so, fine. I've never, um, yeah, no, I've never knitted anything <laughs> never in my life. That. You're never, never going to be that. doing that. I've never done that. But I did think that I could knit this, uh, my, my infant child who hadn't been born yet um <laughs> i thought oh, it'll be lovely i'll knit them a cardigan and then I, I i thought i'll teach myself on youtube and i i i bought all the stuff and um i bought really expensive wool that like uh, was multiple colors because i thought oh, that looks really cute mm -hmm. i don't want that just plain white and uh, make them look like an angel which is a bit creepy in my just like my opinion okay <laughs> creepy <laughs> angels right i don't <laughs> so i bought this really brightly colored wool and yeah i couldn't knit anything but i'm very impressed i th that i think that's quite joyful content that people um i mean look at the intricacy of that the teacups and this you know the santas and everything and that somebody would actually sit in their home and knit that yeah. to go and then put in the rain it's in, gonna get ruined in, in one night but yeah i sometimes i look at that, i think that's cute that's spreading joy but i also just think like that's definitely not going to be like a comedian doing that because i feel like we're always like rushing around do you know that yeah, way but also too self-obsessed <laughs> so true there's far too much self-obsession. I mean, that's working on like fringe shows. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that's constantly. also somebody that cares for others. Wow. You know, more than they care for themselves. It's very cute. It is incredibly cute, and I think it's good to know that there are people out there who will um, yarn bomb a letterbox. Yeah. And and a, and the bull in Wall Street. Although that seems a little bit more edgy and cool. They called it graffiti, whereas mm -hmm. like it's the a art bit of, of wool graffiti. 
Yeah, I think like a back street of Greenock versus like New York's like one of yeah. the main streets in New York. It's giving a different energy. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like anarchy with the yeah. bull one, the you bill know? One. It's like it's giving like cool art, you know? And then the other one is more like, oh, cute. Like that's like, so you go back to the other one. The, the other one's like, it's giving Tate Modern. Yeah. And then the other one is giving like arts and craft shop. It's giving, Do you know what I it's mean? It's giving Tate and Lyle, the sugar company. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Tate so, Modern. That was very like Tate quick. Lyle. I feel like I'm on breaking the news Yay! with that level of quickness. That was very quick. Yeah. So th- those, that was my uh, joyful content for this week. Um, and then shall I pop up? Yeah, yours? yeah. Mine is just, okay. I love when I see a silly tweet and then the comments are like funny and unhinged. So... The tweet is trying to think of another band like LCD Sound System where they have no more than four to five good songs, but those songs are just absolute motherfucking Hall of Fame smashes. And somebody replied to this saying, is it wrong to say the Beatles? (laughs) I just thought, come on, that's so good. Like the Beatles, like one of the most famous bands of all time. And someone's claiming they only have four to five good songs. But between us, actually... Can you name more than five good Beatles songs? Hell, I, I yeah. So I, I mean, I would. I think the Beatles are quite overrated. So you I actually can't believe agree I'm saying this in that... an episode one. We're gonna be so trolled, I hatred. I do like the Beatles, but if I had to, so five. You've got Hey Jude. You've got Help. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Day Tripper. Day Tripper. They've got. She loves me, or she loves you. Yeah. Yeah, what's that called again? She thinks it's called She Loves You. And uh, Yesterday. Yeah. Yellow Submarine, that's Yellow six. Submarine, that's that's six. not really a good song though, is it? Um, Hard Day's Night. See? Yeah, I think we yeah. But I think it is a funny reply. When people just do like really unhinged replies to stuff, when the replies are funny, that makes my day. That's like a couple of minutes, you know, escaping reality. Just obsessively reading every comment of every tweet. And then getting angry and angrier as they're like... Or just like lolling. Yeah. But I do like, I mean, yeah, for laughing, but I also, I quite enjoy getting a bit annoyed at things on the internet. Really? I like it when I'm just like, oh, that's ridiculous, but I keep reading because I want to be you even want more... To, you want to keep fueling yeah, the Feeling the anger. And be like, oh, take that, only had four or five good songs. <laughs> <laughs> can you Babe. name... Can you name more than five Take That songs? Of course I can. Okay. I'm from the 90s. Well, can you name them? Okay. Uh, could It Be Magic? Mm-hmm. Babe? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Relight My Fire? That's a cover and it's a banger. Um, uh, uh, why is it? A Million Love Songs? And... Um, da, 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 uh, oh, what? Ah, why is my brain patience? Patience, but that's a newer one. Yeah, that's from like new. Take <sighs> that, that comeback. I'm obsessed when people have like a comeback and they just look amazing. Like I love a good comeback. Yeah, they've that come was back one of my favorite comebacks of, of all time. Ever, they've come back about seven times. So <laughs> it's it's time to come under. <laughs> But so that is the first episode Woo! of Joy Agenda. Um, please uh, keep listening. Big shout mm-hmm. out to Chris Thorburn, who is our editor. Um, God knows what this. Uh, it's all staying in. All of it. It's all staying in. Uh, it's really not. Don't feel like you have to keep it in. Chris. Um, huge shout out to Hewan and the Woo! Monkey Barrel for having us. And we will see you next time. Bye bye.